This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. If you don't know me, I'm Taylor Danielle, and y'all, I don't know about you, but I'm really sick of trying to live a life that other people deem is necessary for me. I want to talk about self-acceptance today, and I know that this is a little outside of the norm, but I, I think it does play a role even as diabetics, just because we are already weighed down with so much stigma of being who we are as people, whether that's you identify as male or female, and then add on top of that a diagnosis that has even more stigmas around it and how you should take care of it, how you should prevent it, how you should look physically, how you should think, how you should eat. There's just so much. And accepting yourself is something that's really important to me because we're all unique. And I feel like we're not doing enough to appreciate that uniqueness. And it's, it's not your fault, right? If, if you're struggling to be openly who you are, no matter what environment that you're in, like, it's not your fault because we're in a society that is conditioned to make us believe that we have to follow the norm of somebody else. So I really want to talk about self-acceptance, a little bit about my journey, and just to remind you that you are 100% deserving of appreciation, of love, of anything and everything that your heart desires, and it shouldn't come at the cost of compromising who you are in order to do that. I really feel like this is a topic that needs to be taught from birth honestly it's something that we should really start to change and how we tell people and raise our children to believe that we have to follow a certain norm because somebody else said that's okay somebody else said that this is what you're supposed to do and i personally believe that a lot of the things that we're conditioned to doing that is polite respectful etiquette whatever i'm not saying that there aren't boundaries to be present but for the most part it's just a stipulation put in place to make somebody else feel comfortable and make other people more palatable for them and that's not how we should do it especially people in positions of power which we've seen over time is i want people to do this because i'm the king queen whatever and this is what should be done because it makes me feel better not because it's oppressing other people so tiny soapbox just a little bit, but let's get into it. Let's talk about starting the journey of self-acceptance, why it's important, and how to stop seeing the flaws in yourself and start seeing them as superpowers. At least the way I like to think about it. Let's do it. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Daniel, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, 
And it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. E minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. Okay. So this is a topic, y'all, because one, I have definitely struggled to be okay being Taylor. I have definitely struggled with feeling like I didn't have to adjust to the people around me in order to be accepted. And it doesn't help that being raised in a minority household, you're automatically taught how to navigate against, or not against, but around other races. And most of the time they're white people, sorry. They are. I, I grew up with an understanding that if my speech, my dress, my hair, anything that made me unique was not presentable to white people, that I would not be accepted. Now, I'm going to leave that in a whole other corner by itself because that could be a whole season by itself. But a lot of minorities go through that. A lot of minorities grow up with this conditioning that it's not just about being accepted in society as who you are. It's about being accepted by a group of people who are the majority and seem to be calling all the shots. And then you add to that, right, the gender pieces of it in, well, you're, you're born a woman, so here's how you should operate as a woman in a patriarchy system right in a male dominated world white male dominated world and then you have the you know layers of okay even if you're not a white male then being a male still gives you some advantages and here's how you should operate because you're a woman then you add the generational stuff right then you add in okay i was born in a generation between doing things old school and the wave of the internet and being able to stand up for myself and make changes and the battle between being an entrepreneur or work at a company for 20 years and that means that you're valuable and get a college degree because that means that you're valuable because you have a college degree i, I like i don't care what anybody says about millennials but we got a lot of shit. everybody does every generation does and so instead of appreciating the value that every generation has brought, and yes, some of the shortcomings that we can learn from, not discriminate against, you then come out into a world where I could totally understand how a lot of us are lost and don't know how to be ourselves. Because we were taught what to like and what not to, we were taught what was okay and what was not okay. And we were never taught really to question. Some people, were but not enough of us but to question like why is this acceptable or not and sometimes our responses received were because i said so you just need to do it and i don't think that's quite a fair response either but when you're dealing with children it's delicate so i won't weigh in on that because i'm not a parent and i don't i'm not gonna talk about how to parent <laughs> so if that's if that was how it was for you parenting your kids, your kids better. But in my personal opinion, I don't think that's necessarily fixing anything. It's just brushing it aside, which can lead to a lot of internal 
turmoil and buildup. So I say all that to say, accepting yourself is not a, here's the ultimate solution. It's done. You now accept every part of yourself. You don't care what other people think, blah, blah, blah thing. There's no end date to it. And that sounds a little intimidating. That sounds discouraging, but I actually think it's beautiful because we're always changing and evolving. We're always learning things about ourselves. And I don't think any one person has to always be set in a specific way. I saw a meme and I'm really upset that I did not save it because I really felt like it says this in a nutshell and I'm about to butcher it, but I'm, I'm going to go for it. And they were saying like, you don't grow up to be, you don't grow up to learn who you are. You grow up to, or becoming an adult is not about discovering who you are. Becoming an adult is about taking off all of the stuff that was put on you to reveal who you are. Something like that. Again, I totally jacked it up and I wish I could find it and I'm sorry, but hopefully that makes sense. Like growing up because you are, are you're still developing physically and mentally and you are having to be cared for by some type of guardian. So it's understandable that everything that you learn and that you're trained and taught is all the perspective of someone else. And then when you become your own, when you're of age to go at it on your own, that's when you have to start utilizing what you were taught and deciding for yourself if that's truly what you believe or what you wanna do or whatever. It's not to say the things that we are taught by parents, guardians, any figures in our lives isn't important and doesn't have value, but it's about being able to understand how to weigh those things against what you believe. I feel like my parents did really well in letting me realize that there's somewhat a choice in things. Sometimes it was presented in like an air of, okay, if you choose this, then you're probably going to go down a really shitty path. Like you can either go the easy way or you can either go the hard way. And that was usually attached to some form of punishment. But now I don't see it as easy or hard. To me, it's you either go through the process and every detail or you take the bigger steps and you get here. Neither is bad. It just depends on what works for you. My dad used to talk to me and my sister about, about what do we value? And I feel like that was a really great lesson for me, even though I understand that my parents had certain angles that they were trying to teach and wanting me to flow in mind with. My dad taught me about understanding what I value. To me, that taught me a bigger life lesson. And I still get to decide, but understanding what is valuable is bigger than money. And that can be a, a way to guide you and how you prioritize things, how you do things. And I always recognize that is something that's been a big theme in my life and how I've even come to this point. The same thing with perspective. Proverbs 4, 7 was a scripture that my dad just ingrained into me and my sister's brain. And we even got jewelry that reflected that. And I think the Bible and all forms of religious written work does have principles and points that do make sense. I, I understand that people are hesitant with religious writings because some of them are written in ways to enslave, to brainwash, whatever. 
if if you strip all of the stuff away where people are using it to manipulate there really are some great um and profound teachings in it and so i don't i'm not i have nothing against the bible i have one myself i don't have a problem reading it but i read it with a perspective that isn't strictly just religious it's one of my favorite scriptures i have it tattooed right in the middle of my arm because i think it is a principle that makes a lot of sense and it can be applied no matter what and it goes a little something like wisdom is the key principle and all thy getting get an understanding and wisdom isn't just like i'm old and wise and i don't know why we associate i do i get that we associate age with wisdom because as you get older you experience more life you gain more um, understanding of things but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just because of age i consider myself wise and i've been through some shit i've experienced things and now i have formulated my own thought process for it and to me i think that is the thing that's the principal thing understand why you do what you do understand your surroundings understand the people that you interact with understand why you pursue certain passions and in that and in all that you get and in all that you experience just make sure you understand it just make sure that you are okay with what you're receiving that's more important than anything know why you do what you do and that has been such a guiding principle in my life because even in times where I'm butting heads against my parents, it's because I'm being led by this principle. And it's for me to get an understanding and experience for my life as it pertains to me, not to my dad, not to my mom, not to my sister, not to my partner, not to anybody else, because they created me, but they didn't come in the world with me. They're not gonna leave with me. I am in this soul vessel by myself. There's nobody else in this vessel. So self-acceptance starts with just understanding who are you and reverse engineer it. If I don't really know who I am, what do I believe? What do I agree with? What do are things that I like? What are things that I don't like? And if you find yourself unsure, then question the things that you thought that you did. And it can be a mind fuck, okay? I get it, that's a lot, it's one hand, like that's a deep rabbit hole. But it's truly important in my opinion. It's the deepest way for me to learn to accept parts of myself because it required me to do a lot of deep shadow work. We talked about that. And it allowed me to go back to points in my life, even through childhood, where I recognize an influence that it's not necessarily bad, just actually I'm not really really with that. I've, I've gotten experience, I've gotten understanding now. And when I look back on that, sure, would I have appreciated that going down differently? Yeah, but also it would have altered where I'm at now. I think the more important thing is that I see the lesson in viewing this from this perspective and now I can take that and, and go. So it is an ongoing process. There is no real end date because you keep gaining experience, you keep doing more and you keep adjusting and shaping who you are and really defining your principles. I do feel like your 20s and 30s is like where you really have found your grounded principles, but it does not mean that you're not able to change. I'm watching my parents change in ways that I honestly never thought I would. I never thought I would see aspects of my parents where we were actually on the same page with something or we weren't fighting about something that like I might in my past have been afraid to ask or say to them and they just flow with it because you never stop learning. I don't know, This there seems to be this idea of, oh, once I hit this age, I'm stuck in my ways and I'm done. No, not really. 
that just is what you choose to do. It is always a choice. So it's going to keep going. Now, I get it. It's not easy to accept parts of your personality. And parts of your personality obviously have influence from your upbringing, the people you surround yourself with. And I feel like we have to allow those parts of our personality to exist and, and come out to really understand how people receive them and to be able to allow people <clears throat> in order to be able to allow people to embrace it. I feel like a lot of self-acceptance comes from this is me, take it or leave it. And we don't like the leave it part because we crave human connection and there's nothing wrong with that. But in human connection, that's sometimes where we get a little overboard and we forget the individual. There's always the individual first and then there's the connection, right? If that were the case, then we would definitely be hive mind beings, the Borg on Star Trek. If we weren't meant to have individual thought, feelings, and actions, if we weren't meant to be unique, we wouldn't even look different. We would all literally look the same if it was meant to be that way. And clearly it's not. It's okay to have similarities, but it doesn't mean you were still a unique individual. There is literally nobody in the world exactly like you. So when we start to share our personality, people can then receive it and, and actually work with how they act, they want to be around you. And I get that it hurts sometimes when we find people that we feel really attached to, but they're not attached to us in the same way. And that's something that we have to manage for ourselves. I recognize now that who I am and how I operate and how I do things is not going to rub everybody the right way. And all I can do is convey as much intention as I can of how I'm trying to be with people. It will not always be received the right way. And that's something that we, as I think species, honestly, struggle with is what we see as rejection. And I don't even see it as rejection. It's just not a common mesh. It's just not a, a match. And that's okay. It does not mean we need to hate somebody. It does not mean that we need to bash ourselves about it. It just means they aren't for me. And that's cool. Something else is there is no perfection, guys. There is what we perceive as perfection. There is what we think and visualize as what our perfect selves are but that doesn't exist. We spend a lot of time using our imagination to create entertainment and there's beauty in that and there's art in that. But at the same time, there's an unrealistic expectation that we can be that even though they're made up characters, right? So the idea of trying to be perfect is something that we shouldn't follow. If I had to use the word perfect in a sentence, it's the way that you be perfect is by being 100% yourself because there is no one else, right? There is no one else like you. And in order to reach that level of, of perfectionism is literally by walking and being in your own space and how you are and not shrinking when someone feels uncomfortable with it. That's it. To me, that's what perfect is. I see a lot of imitation stuff going on online. As someone who's could probably be seen as an influencer, I don't, I don't even know what that, whatever. But like what you consume 
in terms of media can really play a role. And it's hard because when we see people react the way that we want reactions to something that we don't look like, sound like, be like, if you will, we try to imitate that. And I know that there people teach, hey, if you do what I do, then you can get what I get kind of thing. And it doesn't always work that way. I feel like knowledge is a matter of, okay, I, I take this in and yes, I might do what you do to get a feel for what that's, but then I put my own spin on it and that should be okay. So don't try to be other people because other people's setup is not designed for you. Other How other people navigate in the world may not be designed the same way that it is for you. It's based upon how they think, feel, and believe in things. And so what you end up doing is attracting a false crowd, if you will, because they're like, oh, you're just like this person. And when you're really not, and you start to show that you're not, then it's all, that's not what I signed up for. You're doing a bait and switch. So don't try to be anybody else. Be yourself and the people that align with how you are and how you flow and are attracted to how you do things, they will come. That's why I'm not tripping anymore about large followings and and all of these things because I allowed that to hover over my head for years. Even when I tried to start this as a blog, I tried to be something that I wasn't. And it wasn't until I started being who I am that I'm even where I am now. If I would have stayed with the blog stuff, I would have burnt out a long time ago. I did burn out hell several times and ended up just sweeping it under the rug and throwing myself into something else because what I craved was validation from other people versus how do I feel about myself? How do I feel about the work that I'm doing? Point that I want to do or talk about is one that I know is hard because again, this is something that we're having to learn in the moment and we're not really directly taught growing up. And that is, you really do have to love yourself before you can expect others to. Now, family is interesting because your parents, and I don't mean to trigger anybody if you have any backgrounds with your parents where you don't have a relationship with them. So please understand I I am sensitive to that, but rock with me here. For the, for the most part, your parents have a deep love for you before you even knew who you were yourself, before you even actually came out the womb because they are physically tied to you and spiritually tied to you in their creation of you. And so to say that they love you in a way that is something that we experienced growing up, it doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to love you. And I say that meaning that they love you from a standpoint of I'm supposed to care for you, take care of you and and try to help you come into the understanding of who you are yourself and you go out and thrive. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to make sure that you are physically taken care of and are mentally taken care of in some form or fashion because you don't know how to do that yourself yet. But in order for your parents to love you even deeper than the connection of guardian, you have to learn who you are and love that for yourself so they can see what that looks like. I know family is such a difficult one because you assume that because your family are automatically meant to love you because we're blood. And I'm starting to, I won't say starting to, I've realized over time that it's because of the role. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that they love you the adult person it is i have love for you because you came for me and this is our physical connection of dna bind, binds us in a way and i have appreciation for your life and i have love for your life because i care and i want to see you thrive but i love you because you know how to be yourself or whatever it may be and i know that like love is a very simple yet complex thing i know it's so opposing but that's what I feel like I'm experiencing with my parents now is that I know that they love me in terms of me as their daughter, as someone that they created and raised and protected. But I also feel how they love me for the person that I am because I take the steps to do what feels right for me and advocate for what I believe in and not try to allow anybody to change who I am or to be influenced and do things that don't speak to me and that they can appreciate my individual self on top of appreciating me as their their spawn. That sounds very scientific, but their daughter, their, their creation. So that truly is powerful to love yourself Flaws and all, right? Because it does teach other people how to love you. I'll use a different example. My partner and I, we've had our ups and downs. And we both have experienced social anxiety of wanting approval, of wanting people to accept us as we are. And we both have experienced aspects of our life where we were being our, our best selves and somebody came in and knocked the wind out of us and said, you're doing too much you need to calm down because they want us to be palatable for them to digest if we're going to be in their presence. And those are just simply the wrong type of people to be around straight up. Like anybody that makes you feel like you have to shrink yourself down in order to be accepted because all you're doing is being you, not the right type of people to kick it with. I like to be with people who we may have differing opinions, we may not see the same perspective on things, and that's okay, but it does not mean that they're going to tell me, hey, you need to not be yourself because you being yourself is making me uncomfortable and I don't want to deal with how much you're being. That's pretty much a lot of what we're saying to each other in so many different ways. I can't handle the fact that you are this way, Probably because there's a bit of it that's, I wish I would be this way. And so in order to knock you down a peg because you shouldn't be outshining me, I'm going to make you feel like shit or I'm going to indirectly, sometimes it's unknowing. Sometimes we do it subconsciously of, hey, you're being like really extra. Can you calm down? And it's more so, of, wow, you're really being your best self. And I don't know how to handle all of this. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot to take on. And I, I need a minute. And instead of just excusing yourself for a minute to gather yourself, you tell somebody else that they need to turn themselves down. Not how that works. Unless they're like about to get in trouble by the law, like being drunk and disorderly in the street. That's different. <laughs> but when I started really working on myself, especially over the past year, and I even got with a sensuality coach because I have a lot of body acceptance things that I had to work through, which we will talk about in another episode. My confidence started to boost because I started moving in a way that showed him like, I'm going to do and be for myself all day long. And as I'm doing that, I'm sharing myself with you. 
And that's a compliment, right? Not to be cocky or arrogant, but that's that's a big deal that I feel so good being myself that being with you amplifies that. And it does. I appreciate that me being exactly who I am does not scare you off, does not make you feel less than whatever. There's all kinds of things, but our relationship has grown so much deeper because I stopped trying to be something that I wasn't. I tried to be like this perfect girlfriend, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like I tried to be, especially when we were living together, I tried to present housewife-like ideals, which is also bullshit by itself. Now it's just here are the things that I believe in that I want and here are the things that I enjoy doing for you because you make me happy. Not because it's some obligation of a title. And we just flow so much better because he has more love and affection for me because I'm showing him I'm going to love and appreciate myself first. And so if you want in on this action, you're going to have to love and appreciate yourself first and then also pour out to me. That made sense. It re- You really are the example. I used to tell when I was managing a team back in my corporate life, when they would want to be promoted to something or do certain things, or they wanted the environment to change around them, like the culture, I told them, then go be the example. I didn't do stuff when I worked my way up. I didn't do stuff for attention or appreciation. I did it because it was the right thing to do. I did it because that's what I felt compelled to do at the time. I decided to be the example of what I would like to see around the office. And that is, I'm going to act this way. I'm going to talk this way. I'm going to be willing to ask the hard questions. I'm going to say, I don't agree with this, whatever. And it took me time too, especially as I moved into leadership. Like I had to find my feet under that because there were moments where I'm like, I felt deep imposter syndrome. I would shrink myself down because I'm like, I guess I need to be like this. And no, it was just like, I need to be myself and just be the example of the type of leader that I want to see around the office. And it's the same thing, y'all. In teaching people how to love you, be the example of the love that you want to see. Worked for me, just saying. So the last thing that I will point out that I feel like it's important is it's totally okay if you don't like it all right now. It's totally okay if there's aspects of your personality, your body, your life that you are just like, oh, this is the dumbest shit in the world and I don't like it, okay? It's a part of the process. And I know for a lot of us as diabetics, our diagnosis is one big piece of that, of I do not like this. This makes my life a lot more complicated than it needs to be. This is something that I really wish I didn't have to deal with, struggle with, try to overcome, whatever. That is okay. And in fact, a big piece of self-acceptance is just coming to terms with the stuff that we don't like. It took me two and a half years just to decide what? Being a diabetic sucks, but it's what I have. And I either got to roll with it and get ahead of it, or I'm just going to let it run rampant over my life and potentially just completely destroy my body from the inside. And it'll work its way out. And when I finally decided to just accept that I'm a diabetic and that I need to take medication to assist in my body functioning the way that it should be, a lot of things got easier because I wasn't resistant in my mind and in my heart. I was, okay, 
this is what it is. This is what I have to do in order to get to this next stage. And things did start to get easier. And I noticed that being a diabetic, it didn't feel so big. It started to just get smaller and smaller. And it's just like, this is an aspect of your life that you have to manage. But it doesn't overtake everything. It doesn't stop me from spending time with my partner, my friends, my family, from making memories, from deciding to pursue my dreams. It, it doesn't stop any of that. I was just letting it because I made it big in my mind. That was all that mattered was you're a diabetic. And I just made it paralyzing for myself. It is okay to not be gung-ho about stuff about yourself. But know that just by acknowledging it, you can start to really work within those things that you think about. And you can really start to even change some things. I know that when it comes to personality traits, I used to feel so bad about being sensitive and emotional and a hopeless romantic. And I used to hide that. And I spent a couple of years on this arrogant or not even arrogant, just this, I don't need love. I don't need emotion. I don't need any of that. I'm just here to get what I need to get and get out. And that's how I get ahead. I'm just going to be hard. I'm just going to be this tough exterior person. And that's just not me. And it took me years to be okay with what? It's not to say that I won't check anybody. It's not to say that I'm not capable of standing up for myself because that's what I was trying to replace. I was trying to be hard to show people I'm not somebody you can just bulldoze over simply because I'm emotional. So let me take all the emotion out so you can realize I'm nobody to play with. But I didn't need to do that. Now, I think for my journey and story I did, was it absolutely necessary? No, but I'm okay with being emotional. I'm okay with still showing that I'm not somebody that you can just bulldoze over and take advantage of, even though I am emotional, even though I love romantic gestures, even though I love feel good stuff where the guy gets the girl gets the guy or it's happily ever after in the end, or they finally came to understand themselves and now their powers are short, starting to come forth. I watch a lot of anime guys, so that's where <laughs> this is coming from. But I am okay with knowing that I'm sensitive in that way. And I won't accept anybody making me feel bad for doing that. And once I did, I started to appreciate so much more because I allowed myself to feel again. So time and practice is what all of this comes to. Learning to accept myself took time, is taking time. I, I'm just at a, a different level for my gamers out there. You just constantly level up, cue Sierra. <laughs> and that is okay. And as you gain more levels, you gain more insight, you gain more powers, you gain more understanding of who you are and how you can navigate. You ever play a game so long that you know how to strategize with it now. You're not just pressing buttons. You're actually making strategic decisions on, I'm going to activate this and then I'm going to do that. And that's where I'm at right now. And you can get there too. I know this is a longer one, but I really felt like this was important because oftentimes in the midst of a diagnosis, we lose ourselves inside the diagnosis. We, we live as if all everybody sees is this diagnosis and not me. And I need all y'all, every last one of y'all who listens to this, watches this, whatever to understand that you are you first not your diabetes 
not the situation that you've been through, not any of the challenges, struggles, heartaches, whatever. You are you first. And it's up to you how the rest goes. And it takes time and it's okay that it takes time. Thank you guys for listening to my TED Talk. If you really appreciate self-acceptance type content, if you really like this episode and just digging deeper into being yourself, obviously this podcast will always remain for my fellow diabetics and diabetic allies, but I do have a live stream show over on my personal page uh, at Just Taylor Danielle where I dive deeper into that. That is my other passion, okay, is people just being uniquely themselves and I would love to have you you know pop on over to check me out on Instagram and see how you feel about it hop over to twitch um, twitch.tv forward slash just Taylor Danielle remember Danielle with one L and watch me live say the same kind of stuff and interact with you we can ask questions we can have dialogue all of that because this is important and I feel like the more that we operate from ourselves the more that we present ourselves to the world the more we can actually change it for the better because we're no longer creating a culture that shames uniqueness we're constantly building a culture that uplifts it thank you guys again for your time hope you're excited for this week's guest but until then i'll catch you next time